The reading this evening is taken from the book of Romans, chapter 10, verses 4 to 13. Christ is the culmination of the law, so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. Moses writes about the righteousness that is by the law. The person who does these things will live by them. But the righteousness that is by faith says, do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the deep, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. As scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Who does it apply to when Paul talks to religious people who are unsaved? And I was saying that churches are still packed at Christmas and Easter with people who like to think of themselves as Christians, but who do not live for Christ. People who only come to church on special occasions. They too come within the scope of this chapter. It's not enough to be merely religious. It's not enough to be called a Christian. It's not enough to be baptised or confirmed or to take communion, or even to get ordained. It's not enough to do these things if you do not have a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. I wonder how you've been responding to this series in Romans 9-11. to As we've seen, Paul is concerned for the Jewish nation and why God hasn't saved them all. In chapter 9 verse 2 Paul says, I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart, for I could wish that I were cursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my people, those of my own race. Paul loves the Jewish people passionately. However, his answer is that God has chosen people who are not just Jewish. God has chosen people from every language, tribe and nation. And the reason God hasn't just saved Israel is so that the whole people of God, from across the whole world, might be saved. It's entirely up to God whom he chooses to be saved. We're not to answer back to God about this. If we argue back with God, we stumble spiritually. The Jews have stumbled over the stumbling stone in chapter 9, verses 32 and 33. Jesus is the stone laid in Zion. Jesus is the cornerstone of God's spiritual temple. In chapter 9 verse 33, 
the one who believes in him will never be put to shame. The one who believes in Jesus will not be ashamed on the day of judgment. But those who will not trust in Jesus stumble over him. Again, Paul says in chapter 10, verse 1, Brothers and sisters, my heart's desire and prayer to God for the Israelites is that they may be saved. Paul longs for them to be saved. But they would not submit to God's righteousness. They would not submit to God's way of being made righteous. They thought they could make themselves righteous through religious activities. They thought their religious observance would make them good enough for God. And Paul has to say, no it won't. In chapter 10 verse 4, there is righteousness for everyone who believes. There is an open invitation for all to come and be saved. Christ is the culmination of the law. We're no longer put right with God by rule-keeping, if that were ever possible. Rather, salvation is by faith, salvation is by confession, and salvation is for all believers. Firstly then, salvation is by faith. Verse 5. If it were possible, Paul cites Moses, the person who does these things will live by them. Quoting Leviticus 18 verse 5. If someone were to keep the law perfectly, they would have eternal life. They would be right with God. Heaven would be open to them. But Paul has already established in chapter 3 that no one is righteous. No one keeps the law perfectly. How wonderful then that there is a righteousness that is by faith. The righteousness that is by faith says, verse 6, Do not say in your heart, Who will ascend into heaven? There's no need to ascend into heaven or bring Christ down. Verse 7, Or who will descend into the deep? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. There's no need to descend into the deep to bring Christ up. There's no need to go to great religious lengths to find the way to be put right with God. Christ is already risen from the dead and available to us by his Spirit. Verse 8. The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That's the message of faith. Paul proclaims, it always was near God's people, even back in Deuteronomy 30, verses 12 to 14, from which Paul quotes here. Salvation is by faith. We're saved from hell for heaven by trusting exclusively in Christ, in who he is as God in what he's done, in dying on the cross, in our place, that we might be forgiven. Jesus died on the cross to take the punishment for the things we've done wrong. Jesus tasted hell, the wrath of God at human sin. Jesus represented us on the cross. 
And all we have to do is transfer our faith, our confidence, from ourselves, from our own goodness, from our own good works. We stop trusting in those things and we trust rather in Jesus and what he's done for us. Salvation is by faith. Secondly, salvation is by confession. In the book Bono, in conversation with Mishka Aseya, the lead singer of the rock group U2 makes an explicit confession of faith. It's a mind-blowing concept that the God who created the universe might be looking for company, a real relationship with people. But the thing that keeps me on my knees is the difference between grace and karma. Bono explained, What you put out comes back to you, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Or in physics, in physical laws, every action is met by an equal or an opposite one. And yet, along comes this idea called grace, to upend all that, as you reap so you will sow stuff. Grace defies reason and logic. Love interrupts, if you like, the consequences of your actions, which in my case is very good news indeed, because I've done a lot of stupid stuff. It doesn't excuse my mistakes, but I'm holding out for grace. I'm holding out that Jesus took my sins onto the cross. Because I know who I am, and I hope I don't have to depend on my own religiosity. That's an example of a confession of faith. To confess your faith is to speak out loud and in public, saying that Jesus is your King and that you're trusting in Him to be your Saviour. Paul talks about the importance of confessing our faith, the importance of speaking the truth about Jesus. Verse 9, if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. We're not saved without declaring with our mouths, without confessing our faith openly that Jesus is Lord. This is the gospel at its most basic. Jesus is Lord. Lord is the Greek translation of the Hebrew name for God, Jehovah, in the Old Testament. To say that Jesus is Lord is to confess the whole truth of the Christian gospel. That God is in Christ. Jesus is God. And he came to earth to save us. And he's reigning now as Lord over all. You have to confess this. You have to say it. Confession of faith does us much good. To say things out loud confirms truth in our hearts. And clearly, this is not some cheap thing. It's not just prattling off some form of words. 
In one of my former churches, I had to perform infant baptisms on a Sunday afternoon. Very often the parents had no faith. They just wanted a nice christening and a party for their family. So they would say the words of faith, but we all knew they didn't believe them. We all knew they were just saying the words so that their little baby could be christened. It's not enough just to say that you believe. It's not enough to tick a box on a form. We must declare with our mouths what we believe in our hearts, that God raised Jesus from the dead. It's when you have great faith like this in your heart that you will be saved. Verse 10, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it's with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Heart and mouth must be in union. The parents I dealt with as a young minister, for them, there was sometimes, not always, no connection between the heart and the mouth. They didn't believe it with their hearts, but they were prepared to say it with their mouths. That's no good at all. Salvation is by faith, and salvation is by confession. A genuine articulation of the faith that is in our hearts. And of course, there's an evangelistic aspect to confessing our faith. We speak openly of our faith. We share the gospel with unbelievers. As restrictions are easing, why not think of hosting a barbecue and using it to share your faith, to confess your faith to those who don't know Jesus yet? Just a thought. Thirdly, salvation is for all believers. Sarah received a letter in the post in February scolding her for still having her Christmas decorations up. The anonymous letter read, Take your Christmas lights down. It's Valentine's Day. While the letter would have upset her in normal circumstances, Sarah said it hit her especially hard now. She lost both her father and her aunt to COVID-19, less than one week apart. Her father, who lived with her, put the Christmas decorations up, as he did every year. In the weeks following his death, Sarah couldn't bring herself to take the decorations down. Receiving the harsh letter, she said, was a major blow to the heart. No one really knows what is going on inside the house or why we didn't take down the decorations. She shared the letter in a Facebook group and explained why it was particularly painful in the hopes that the anonymous sender might see her post. She wrote, The family has been preoccupied with funeral arrangements, mortgage, utility payments and just the grieving process of it all. So yes, we haven't got around to taking down his Christmas decorations. 
Be kind to people because you never know what they're going through. The community was outraged on her behalf. Within minutes of her sharing the post, dozens of messages flooded Sarah's Facebook inbox. Neighbours sent the family heartfelt cards, flowers, meals, and a GoFundMe page was created to help cover mounting mortgage payments and funeral costs. Beyond the private acts of kindness, what struck Sarah the most, she said, is that many neighbours started to put their own Christmas decorations back up so she wouldn't feel alone. Local residents climbed up to their attics to retrieve the decorations they'd already stored away. In February, they redecorated their homes for Christmas. It was awful for Sarah to be shamed for leaving her Christmas decorations up. It was hurtful. It was humiliating. But there's a far worse shame ahead of us if we do not turn to Christ. Verse 11. Anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. That is, will never experience shame at the judgment. God is sovereign over who is actually saved. But no one is excluded arbitrarily. All are warned of the shame to come if we do not turn to Christ. Anyone who believes in him may come. That's very important. The reason people are not saved is that they will not believe in Jesus. Verse 12. Salvation is open to both Jew and Gentile. God is the same Lord to all people. Verse 13. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Verse 12 again. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. God loves all people, whatever their ethnic background. There's no difference in God's sight. God will richly bless you if you will call on him. If you will ask God to save you from hell through Jesus, through who he is and through what he's done for us. So this evening, salvation is by faith. Salvation is by confession and salvation is for all believers. Do you have faith in Christ? Can you confess with your mouth what you believe in your heart? Can you say, I'm a believer in Jesus? And if you struggle with this section of Romans... If you struggle with the idea that God saves some, chooses some to be saved, can you see that salvation is open to whoever will believe? Nobody is excluded from heaven except on the basis that they will not believe and trust in Jesus. 
So where are you in relation to all this? Are you a religious person? Do you have a genuine love relationship with Jesus? Do you know that he is your personal saviour? Do you know that he is your Lord? Are you living for him? Are you trusting him? Or are you a Christian who struggles with the idea of God choosing some to be saved? See the fairness of God in this chapter. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That choice is open to all people. Our part is to pray, pray that God would work in hearts and lives. Pray that God would give gifts of faith, gifts of repentance from sin. Our part is to pray and to share the gospel. The rest is up to God. Let's take a moment of silence to reflect on God's word and to reflect on the Lord's table as we come to it. Let's thank God for Jesus. Let's thank him for all that he's done for us. Let's thank him that we may know communion, fellowship, relationship with God. So let's pray together. Father, again, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you so much for who he is and what he's done for us. Thank you that he paid on the cross for all our sin so that we might be saved simply by trusting in Jesus and making him our King. Father, we thank you for your grace to us. Thank you that you've enabled so many of us to do this. And so we come to the Lord's table thanking Jesus for all that he's done for us. Thank you for this fellowship meal. Thank you that it is just a foretaste of the fellowship we will enjoy with you in heaven, in the new creation, forever and ever. So draw near to us now, Father. Commune with us in Christ. Draw us close to you. Assure us of what you've done for us in the Lord Jesus and strengthen our faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.